guys. Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared, and gentlemen. I would like to open up today's show with a DFS Dose exclusive, right? So I did a bit of digging before the show. You know, my background is in journalism, so I reached out to a source of mine, and I secured a quote. So this quote comes straight from the lips of a Rutgers University running back, Charles Snorway, and it's describing a former teammate of his, right? So the quote goes, he was somebody that you could trust to go to war with. All right, pause. I'll read the second part of the quote in a moment, but I don't know if you guys heard what I just said, right? I said war. So this former teammate of uh, Mr. Snorway was someone that you could trust in battle, right? And let's be honest, that's what football is. It's a battle. It's a war. Now for the second part of the quote. And, And this part of the quote explains why Mr. Snorway felt as if he could trust this former teammate. And the reason he felt that he could trust him is because not by his words, but by his actions. Okay, end quote. Now, do you guys know who this quote is describing? Nah. Who? It is describing another former Rutgers running back, and that's a man whose recent actions, actions that we already know you can trust, include 17 rushes for 115 yards. Oh. And this week on DraftKings, <laughs> this man is 4,400 on DraftKings.com, okay? So I only have one more question for you guys. Are you guys ready to board the bus? The Gus bus, Gus Edwards, it's time, week 12. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's the greatest intro of all time, bro. I mean, come on, it's time. It was a real question. Are, are, are we all locked in? Cash games, GPPs, 100%. Put your whole bankroll on it. Oh, good luck. <laughs> good <laughs> luck. Damn. Okay. Good luck. That's a big yikes. Nah, man. I'm going to war. I'm going to war with uh with my man Gus. Alright, well You know? You can you come back dead. <laughs> I don't have any words, you know. That intro makes me want to play him. As as it should, but you know, we'll talk about him along with other running backs as we go position by position as we always do. Uh, we'll talk our favorite plays for cash games, GPPs, but before we get into any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the podcast? You could support the DFS Dose by following us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. Also, follow us on Instagram at the DFS Dose. We post clips from our podcast on there, so you can go ahead and follow us on there, and then subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes at the DFS Dose. Same handle across every platform so it's easy to find us and that's the best way to support us indeed it is um so let's talk about it week 12 the quarterback position uh who do you guys like for for cash games first jared there's a couple people i like but one guy i'm really leaning on is baker mayfield it's probably not a popular pick but he's been playing very well lately and cincinnati's defense is like a high school team right now they literally can't stop anybody and Baker Mayfield's most recent game, 22.6 points. Right before that, 18.9. He's been very efficient. I don't see, I don't really see him slowing down, especially against Cincinnati. And Cleveland's coming off a of bye week, so they have extra time to prepare for this, this massacre they're going to lay on Cincinnati. I love Baker Mayfield, especially at 5,500. Yeah, that's a that's a fair point. And, you know, if you look at his last four games, he has over two touchdowns in each of them, including uh, his first three touchdown performance as an NFL quarterback. 
in week 10 before the bye. So yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And you know, it is a road game, but it isn't that far of a road game. It's within the state. So, you know, that there's not much travel involved. Yeah, I don't hate that. Coming off of a bye, Mayfield is a solid option, I would say. But I mean, what about just going for 100 cheaper and going in the nut matchup, the best matchup on the board, and that's playing the Bucks. We've got, uh, you know, Nick Mullins, a questionable talent, I would say, but, you know, also has two weeks to prepare coming off of a bye week. Kyle Shanahan will definitely have no trouble, in my opinion, cooking up a scheme that can tear apart this terrible Bucks defense, and, and Nick Mullins is only 5,400. I don't mind it. I love it, actually. I like that, too. That, that'd be another person I would go for. It's pretty much whoever you prefer. I just prefer someone who's been playing better lately, I feel like. I mean, this is only Mullins' third yeah, third game. He didn't play well last week. Well, actually, let me correct myself. He played well, but he didn't have a great fantasy game. Right. Those two interceptions, I don't blame him for. One was, I think Marquise Goodwin pretty much just gave the ball straight to B.J. Goodson. Yeah, I mean, he only scored 12 points last week. The week before, where they scored 34 points, he only scored 22. I, I, like, how, I like how Baker Mayfield's playing. And I don't see him slowing down against Cincinnati's defense is just as bad as Tampa Bay, believe it or not. I feel like right now they're playing terrible. Yeah, terrible the, the, the stats wouldn't say that, but they are definitely getting worse and they're getting worse quickly. Like, especially over the last two weeks, they've completely started to collapse. Um, you would think that maybe with A.J. Green returning on the offense, the team will at least be able to match so that they're not in constant desperation mode, setting them back even more. So um, that could that could help this team in general. But, yeah, um, I think both are valid cash options. What are your thoughts on these two guys, Joey, and anybody else you like for cash? So, yeah, I, I like Baker. I'm not, a, I'm not a huge fan of Nick Mullins, uh, to be honest. But I do like Baker this week against the Bengals like Jared mentioned he had a great game last week uh, shout out to myself I called that if you want to go back and listen but pat yourself on the back <laughs> nice you <laughs> you can also um look up to you know Lamar Jackson we talked about how he's basically a rusher at quarterback so you can you could take his his rushing floor he might be able to get the 100 yard bonus again at 5.7k but I think where I'm looking at is Jameis Winston for 6000 You know, so on the other side of the Niners-Bucks game, the Buccaneers have the best passing offense in NFL history so far. Is that true? Yes. What do you mean by pa- like passing yards? Like passing yards? Yes. Okay. Yeah, should have specified. You know, between two quarterbacks, so it's kind of skewed, but um, shout, out to, shout out to Fitz Magic for losing the starting job again. So Jameis Winston, 6K, at home against the Niners, play him. It's going to snap. You, w- you wouldn't think that they would bench him, right? They'll, nah, they'll at least give they, him this game, ride or die. Yeah, he'll play the entire game no matter what. Yeah, 100%. One comes out playing terrible. The other comes in, dots up the teams for like two weeks. Then he sucks. Then the other one comes back and starts dotting up, and then he sucks again. The thing is, is like to me at this point with this – this much you know what like five six weeks left in the season they just need to stick with Winston because yeah they they know Fitz isn't part of their future they need to figure out if Winston is because I mean if this if this is a player that they're willing to bench every couple of weeks then you know I think it's going to be time for them to look for a new quarterback yeah his contract's up after this year right I'm not sure sure I think they have one more year yeah I think it's one more year oh is it but 
yeah, Winston and, you know, Fitzpatrick are very inconsistent and I don't know. They're they're just weird over there in uh, Tampa Bay. In reference to what you were saying, Joey, just like back to back to DraftKings, like yeah, I actually really like Lamar as a play as well for five point seven home against just this horrible Oakland team. You know, interestingly enough, the Raiders' defense hasn't been too bad on the road. They haven't allowed very many points, and not only that, but uh, they're pretty good at stopping rushing quarterbacks. They allow what is it, the the second least rushing yards per game to quarterback. So that could be a problem. But the thing is, is like if you're playing a quarterback at 5.7, who's going to get, you know, 10, 15, 20 carries, like you have to consider him. We don't even know yet for sure if he is going to start or if Flacco will. But if he starts, you definitely have to consider him in cash just for that floor. You know, he was he was the 13th highest scoring quarterback last week and he didn't have a touchdown. So that just shows you the kind of upside he has. And, you know, if he gets a touchdown, he's a great value. So I like that. I like Winston, and Andrew Luck has been the most consistent fantasy quarterback this year. He's 6.4K, so you're paying for it. But I think that's another option you have to consider. Yeah, and I think that, you know, the the rushing quarterback stats are, you know, kind of skewed because, like, I mean, if you just look at the Raiders' schedule, they haven't played one running quarterback. Well, they have in Russ Wilson week six. But besides that, they haven't played one, you know, true rushing quarterback. And Lamar Jackson is just a different, you know, type of player. That's fair. Um, It's something that they're going to focus on. But, you know, I don't have faith that they're going to uh, stop him. So I think I think he's a good bet to, to get the 100-yard rushing bonus again. I think he'll have at least 15 carries. At some point, he's got to throw the ball, right? Yeah, I mean, he had, he had 19 attempts last week i mean that's a decent amount completed 13 yeah I, I don't i don't think they i don't think they want him throwing more than 25 times i don't think they want him throwing more than 20 times do you think they want him running the ball 27 times that's not successful like that's not it's not gonna that's last why I said 15 that's why they drafted him in the first round <laughs> they drafted him in the first round to run the ball 27 times no but between 15 and 20 i wouldn't be shocked and then run the ball like seattle runs the ball with their running backs put in gus the bus put in you know gus the buck bus. allen for receiving downs <laughs> that's all you need to do like i think that's how they want to play i'm not saying it's the best way to play but i think that that's what they drafted him to be is that kind of team yeah i don't know i'm not a fan of it i mean if you're if you're 5.7 and you, you're getting 15 to 20 rushing attempts and 15 to 20 passing attempts that's that's I don't a know. steal i don't think no that's that's nah, yeah, I, 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 I feel you you're basically getting a runner and a thrower for the price of one player i feel you but what if they lock lock the run up which is is doubtful. But what if they lock it up? Do you really think Lamar is going to dot up this defense? They're not good, but do you think like he has the talent to dot him up? He looked terrible throwing the ball last week. No, I don't think I don't think that they do. But I don't think that the Raiders have the capability on the road to put the Ravens in a situation where he would have to. So I think that in this matchup specifically, it's a very yeah. safe play. Like I wouldn't put him against a competent offense, but luckily the Raiders are far from that. But what do you guys like for GPPs at QB? I mentioned Luck. I think he's viable for cash, but you can save. But, uh, you know, in terms of GPPs, I also love Luck. Yeah, I'm not looking anywhere else. Either Luck or Cam Newton. Cam Newton has the ability to right, blow up any week, too. Y'all low-key disrespecting my son, Tom Brady. You know, I just want to 
just want to say I'm I'm thankful for Tom Brady. You know, it's Thanksgiving. You know, you got to be thankful mm-hmm. for for something, right? I'm, I'm thankful for Tom Brady for, you know, giving giving us Patriots fans an easy uh sports life. What about on the opposite side of that Colts game, Tannehill's coming back? <laughs> I'll never play Ryan Tannehill again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I was left. Don't ever mention him on this podcast. Last time okay. Joey played him, he got like negative one points. Two yeah, points. He got hurt. You can't exact. hold that against him. He didn't get hurt in the Patriots game. He didn't. He didn't get hurt, dog. He just got dusted. I went against everything as a Patriots fan and played him against us, against my <laughs> own team in fantasy. And he got two points. Was that was that week four? Because that was right after you saw them get demolished live, right? So I think that that's why you know you would you would no, that really is why that was week four. Okay. Okay. (laughs) You know we we. I mean I don't think it's crazy that Brock Osweiler can no Brock Osweiler can win people a milli. So why can't Tannehill at five k in a game he's going to have to pass? And he said he could make all the throws. So. I mean, if he can make all the throws, the man even said he could make all the throws. He's going to make the throws. Oh, well, if he said it. He did. He said it. If he said it, it must be true. Yeah. Lock and load. Anybody else you guys like? Maybe a Carson Wentz rebound against the Giants, Phillip Rivers against the Cardinals? I don't know. Uh, No, I just can. Yeah. I mean, you got Russ Wilson. He's always a, an intriguing option. Yeah, actually. Five point, you know, at 5.6K. No need to get too cute, I think. And I think that you can play Mayfield and Mullins and GPPs as contrarian plays as well. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't think they'll be that owned. So we can move on to running back here yeah. if you guys would like. I mean, there's a ton of interesting options. We could start at the top. Gus Edwards? No. Well, I meant top and price, not type and oh, talent. Okay, yeah, I mean, okay. if you want to do top and talent, we could start with Gus. But Oh, um, my God. No, we could start, we we could start with MG3. Yeah, all right, MG3, 8.6K on DraftKings. It's expensive, but, I mean, we know what kind of player MG3 is. His his touchdown streak ended last week, but, you know, Arizona is one of only six teams in the NFL right now allowing a full rushing touchdown or more to running backs per game. So I have no fear that MG3 is going to score once at least, probably two times, possibility for three times in this matchup against a terrible terrible run defense in the cardinals they're giving up 128 yards on the ground um second worst in the nfl they're just abysmal against um running backs and melvin gordon is one of the best running backs in the nfl so it's just you know just a smash spot for melvin gordon at 8.6k he's a lock honestly for me oh melvin i love melvin gordon what a guy. What a stand-up guy. You playing him in cash, GPPs, <sighs> all across the yeah, board? Everywhere. I, I will play him every week I can in every single lineup, every single way. That is my son. That is my son. What do you guys think about Saquon Barkley, 9.1K? And, you know, the Eagles over the last five games have allowed over 130 rushing yards per game. Like they are not a strong rushing defense at the moment. They're they're getting worse. They were tough at the beginning of the year, but they've definitely fallen off. And Barkley's gone for over 100 yards from scrimmage in every game except for one. Over 20 DraftKings points in every game, but one. It's like 9.1k. It's a lot, but he's a smash play. Barkley did have his best game of the season against the Eagles, where he went for 40 points, 130 rushing yards, 99 receiving yards on nine catches. He he snapped against them and. 
I think they they took that into account uh, as as well as last week with this pricing. Nine point one, that's expensive, but yeah, I'd rather play Melvin. And then I think there's you know a ton of value at running back this week to where you don't have to pay up for for these top guys like you like you had to do in uh, previous weeks. Yeah, I, I agree on just a general sort of lineup construction note for this week that the value is definitely at running back this week, not so much uh, at wide receiver. But, you know, just still at the top here, anybody else stand out to you? We've got McCaffrey, we've got James Conner, David Johnson, James White. We'll be talking cash or GPP. Oh, Jesus. Um, I would say, I mean, either or. I don't think that any of those guys are cash game viable, in my opinion. I think James Conner makes for an interesting play. It hurts my heart after what he did to me last week. But still, I mean, James Conner's like an elite I mean, play. You guys can already guess my two GPP my two GPP plays. So David Johnson and James Conner. Steelers on the road, and David Johnson's going to continue to break out. I, I like James Conner in both formats, honestly. Um. Like, like Jerry just mentioned, the Steelers on the road in Denver. And the Broncos are allowing 115 rushing yards per game. Um, <clears throat> ranks 27th in the NFL. Uh, so they're pretty bad against running backs as well. And, you know, they've given up some big games to, you know, some scrubs like Isaiah Crowell. So, you know, if you play, if you play James Conner, you're getting 20-plus touches, catches, as well can't go wrong and a ton of touchdown equity exactly yeah yeah and i also think that you're gonna get in a significant ownership discount on him this week as well just because of basically coming off of two yeah. poor fantasy two poor games. games and he was semi-popular last week as well so i i just i really like uh the idea of playing him in gpps this and week his price went up from last week by 600 they know what's coming yo they do DraftKings is smarter than all of us Steelers on the road dropped a touchdown last week mm-hmm. They're out of Jacksonville. I'm telling you. Going to Denver. It's going to be cold. You know, it could be snowing. James Conn is getting 30 carries, five catches, 150 total yards, and a touchdown. Lock it in. Lock it in. Birdie here first. James Conner is my favorite running back this week. I just thought about that. After Melvin. After that's Melvin. Just, that's just, that just escalated. Lock him in. Lock him in. He might be the highest score running back this week. Yeah, you know, I, I can really get behind that call. You know, in terms of the mid-range guys, we've got players like Chubb in a great spot. We've got Fournette, Breda in an amazing spot, Marlon Mack. Philip Lindsay's been lights out, but it's going to be a tough matchup. What do you guys think about these mid-range guys? Bro, Philip Lindsay continues to impress every single week. He every does. single week. He is so explosive, and he has such great vision, and he's just he's patient. Pittsburgh actually has a solid run he's defense. Good. He's the second best undrafted running back that Denver's drafted recently, for sure. Um, I love Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh my God! Are you talking about freaking C.J. Anderson? Obviously. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, I just just brushed that. Oh my goodness, bro. <laughs> he's such a he's such a scrub. Nah, nah. I mean, he gained a little bit of weight after leaving Denver and going to Carolina. You know, he had some of that southern, you know, those ribs that they got down in the Carolinas, but I mean, I was talking yeah. about his Denver days, you know. Yeah, he's 1000 he yard a rusher. Yeah, wow. he's not touching no 1000 yards, I can tell you that. I mean, he's at six, he's at 670 what 5 6 games to go. I think he has like solid chance. To get over 60 yards a game. 
Well, if we're just going by averages, he's going to touch 1,000. I know. I mean, he has more 1,000-yard seasons than Joe Mixon. That is true. <laughs> Let's stay on track here, like uh, you were you were saying, Jared, about these mid-range guys. Um, Fournette, I love Fournette. They just seem to give him like fifty percent of the touches every single week. You could look every. It's like every first quarter, this dude has ten touches, ten carries every first quarter for whatever reason. They just love to run the ball when he's in the lineup. It's gonna be cold going into Buffalo. Blake Bortles is a trash can. It's going to be a low-scoring defensive game. Fournette will probably find the end zone, 100 yards. Uh, I love Fournette and GPPs. I, I I could see it in cash also. And then Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, Ben, I'm going to let you talk about him because you, you got some crazy facts on him earlier. He's 6,300, which to me, just in terms of like a DraftKings running back, it's a lot to pay because he is not going to get the receiving yards. Um, I mean, he's just been so, so explosive. So since taking over as the lead back in Cleveland, Chubb is second in the league uh, in terms of explosive runs, right? So that, that would be runs over 10 yards or more. So the Bengals that they're playing, right, have allowed the third most uh, explosive runs in the league. They're just getting torn up by big plays on the ground from running backs, and that's basically what Chubb has been elite at. So, I mean, there's that. And and if you look at the Bengals, they allow teams to get in the red zone at the highest rate in the NFL. It's just there's so much to love about Chubb. He had a massive week, over 150 yards. He had 176 yards uh, in Week 10, and now he had a bye resting up and getting ready for this matchup with just a collapsing Cincinnati team like we mentioned earlier. So, you know, love Chubb. Love, love Chubb this week. Yeah, um, I, I like Nick Chubb this week as well. Um, like you mentioned before, uh, he doesn't he doesn't have any equity in the passing game, which kind of hurts when you're playing on DraftKings. You know, it's a PPR site and all. But all those stats that you just uh, read off, how can you not play him, you know? And if he's going to be chalk, you might as well just take the, the 6,300 bullet and play him. In terms of DraftKings, I also think that you have to mention right 500 below Chubb, Breda, in a great spot. The Tampa Bay run 600. defense is so, so bad. Oh, yeah, wait. Really? Oh, yeah. Solid, solid math on the DFS. Yeah, Shout out to that Rochester education. <laughs> Yo, man, don't tell the feds where we are. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, Breda, I like Breda quite a bit. Coming off of a great week, his highest, uh, you know, it was his most touches of the year, 20 touches um, in the game before the bye. So another team that's coming off of a bye in a in a great matchup. Breda, I like Breda. I think he's a pretty good player. He, he's really explosive. Why, why play Matt Breda when you could just drop down a couple hundred and play Marlon Mack? Mm, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't have as much faith in Mack, I don't think. Mack has put up better fantasy numbers right he's cheaper right Not really better matchup i mean he's facts put up back-to-back average games yeah he he basically has had two good games all year four weeks ago but i i, I just started out the year hurt he came back week six decent game couple good games and then he's had a couple decent games back to back he scored he scored touchdowns and you know the colts have just been uh lighting everybody up so they haven't really needed him these last couple weeks he's in a better matchup just to be no, clear he's not. yes he is no he's not rushing statistics wise yes he is the dolphins are the third worst rushing defense in the in the nfl they're giving up 122 yards per game 
the Bucks are, are only giving up 86. The Bucks um run defense, but is also skewed because they're kind of bad against you know pass catching running backs. Which which Breda will yeah. more likely get that work, yeah. and Marlon Mack has Hines stealing his his rushing work. Yeah, that that's a fair point. Um, Marlon Mack is good for probably like two catches. You know he's gonna get the bulk rushing load in a better offense with a better quarterback, a better offensive line. A better roster around them. Um, the Colts should be up in this game, whereas you would expect the Niners to be down. Uh, I mean, you're right. It's a fair point. I just the thing about Mac to me is like the Colts pass so much in the red zone that I feel like the touchdowns could go a lot of different places other than Marlon Mack. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Let's talk about some of the value guys because there is a surprising amount of value. Um, I think at running back this position, the thing that stands the most out to me is the 4.2k pricing of LaShawn McCoy. So I mean, people were basically playing Theo Riddick in cash last week at 4k, who had zero rushing attempts, right? And this week we have Shady McCoy who's coming off a bye. He's in a home matchup. He finally put something together. Um, you know, week 10. 26 attempts for 113 yards and two touchdowns, the kind of Shady McCoy line that we're used to seeing. And, you know, Jacksonville, it's a tough run defense, but it's a team that's on the road, cold weather, something that Jacksonville isn't, uh, you know, accustomed to. And the Bills have played competitively in their building. I'm not scared at all about the Jags, you know, wiping them out. And this is a very different Jags team than the one that that wiped the Bills out of the playoffs last year. Seems like a very long time ago that we thought of Jacksonville and Buffalo as playoff teams, but, um, you know, that's an, that's another thing entirely. I think that McCoy at 4,200 is worth a shot, in GPPs especially, and, I, you know, I have to say he's in cash consideration for me with that potential workload at that price. Ben, you're my boy. You know, I'm, I, I really with you, but, like, yeah, you're an idiot if you play Bills players i'm I'm gonna just i'm just say it i'm sorry at all or in cash in everything just period if you play them in DraftKings, redraft (laughs) dynasty leagues you're just trash i'm sorry i never thought of it like bruh because like you have matt barkley josh allen's back all right you have josh allen not much better Mm -hmm. calvin benjamin Zay Jones, Charles Clay. Mm-hmm. They're going to be putting eight to nine people in that box. Nine people? <laughs> nine people in that box. And, the nine-man front. And LaShawn McCoy Yikes. is not going to do anything. I, for one, am not scared of the Buffalo Bills who, yeah, they, they might have the lowest projected team total on this slate with 17, but uh, no fear. No fear, no regrets. Good luck. Gus the bus and LaShawn McCoy. Oh yeah. Well uh well the thing is the thing is there's only two available options, um, you know, for running backs since Gus is a stone lock in every single lineup. So really we're only talking about <laughs> your your R B two and your flex at this point. Um I didn't know we had to cover Gus after the intro, but yeah, if you guys want to talk about it, um I definitely do not. Alex Collins only had one carry in the second half last week after they they saw that the bus had left the station. So um, it's not coming back. There's no brakes on this bus. Did you miss um, the part in you know mm-hmm. episode 25 where I specifically said 
Gus Edwards uh, will probably never have another 100-yard rushing game in his career. Did you miss that part? I didn't miss it. I, oh, I chose you, to you ignore, ignore it, it. Okay, because okay, I knew okay. that it would become invalid after he he he's might push 200 yards this week. All right, guys. Well, that's the end of the uh, the podcast for the DFS Dose today. You can find us on uh, Twitter. I mean, this Raiders team is uh, allowing the most rushing yards per game in the league, 131. And since I would expect Gus to have probably a 50% rushing share with splitting with Lamar Lamar Jackson, probably they'll each get around 20, 20, 21, 22 each. That, that seems like a fair projection. So, yeah, 4,400, stone nut matchup. Lock it in, and then find your other two the ball backs. Fifty times again, probably fifty-one or two. Until they give the <laughs> ball to Alex Collins and Gus Edwards goes back to getting one carry a game. Alex Collins isn't gonna get like five carries for the rest of the year unless my son Gus gets hurt, but he will not get hurt. Um, you know, this is a man that you can go to war with. He he gets taken down on the battlefield. He's getting right back up. Yikes! I I think we yeah, can move on to wide I, receiver. I think, I think we should move on. Yeah. Who you who you guys looking at for a wide receiver? I mean, at the top, OBJ stands out. Okay. My son, Odell. You know, this Eagles team basically doesn't have any corners. And, you know, they, they kind of held Odell down in the first matchup. Only six catches for 44 yards, no touchdowns. But, you know, they've lost their entire secondary since then. Can I give a bold True. take right now? Like, bold. No. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Lit. The Giants are going to win the NFC East. Oh my God! What's their record like? Three and three seven. And... <laughs> I mean, they would have to win a lot of games, right? Like they would probably have to win out. So you don't think you don't think Washington can win three more games? No. <laughs> Who does Washington play? Colt McCoy is terrible. Oh my, yo! I kind whoa. of agree. Actually. <laughs> Washington does play Cowboys, Philly, Giants, Jaguars, Titans, and the Eagles. Has that ever happened? You start off one and seven and make the playoffs? Um, no, I don't know, think so. We could, you know, talk about DraftKings. Yeah, and it probably won't happen. But yeah, um. Wow. So, so Odell, like though, we all. Shit on my <laughs> I mean, we all agree that Odell's a smash play, right? Yeah. Yeah. Smash play every Yeah, week. can't. I mean, it, it actually isn't tough, though, especially in GPPs if you play some of those low guys. So, I mean, who else do you like at this high range? AB's Antonio. Always, AB's always lit. Yeah, that's fair. Juju, um, same thing, honestly. There's always yeah. upside with him, but you, you wish that they were at home. Mike um, Evans. I like Mike Evans a lot. What about A.J. Green and his return? Um, No. Tough, tough to play him against Denzel Ward and, you know, coming off Den- of an injury like that. Yeah, Denzel if Ward's it, been one of the top cornerbacks this year. If anything, it brings Tyler Boyd back into playability, yeah. though. Yep. Yep. Yeah, 100%. At 6K, that, that's what I was looking at. If AJ plays and they, like, are committed to giving him, like, at least 80% of the snaps, I'm playing Tyler Boyd in cash. It, w- it would really open him up as uh, an elite play, I think, just because we, we know what he can do. And, yeah, um, he, he clearly misses A.J. Green's presence on the field. Before the podcast started, though, Jared, you mentioned Julian Edelman, and I thought I thought that's a pretty sharp play. He looks like uh, somebody I would be really interested in playing this week. Yeah, since he just came back, he's had 9, 7, 8, 10, 10, and 12 targets. And he's only scored under 14 points once, so he's going to... I mean, his floor is pretty much 2 axing, and he could find his way into the end zone. 
I don't know. I love Edelman. I think he's a cash game lock for me. If I get off Melvin, then I'm most likely going to play Edelman and Boyd. I want to find a way to get Edelman in my lineup or go right above him and play Mr. Second Half Keenan Allen. This week last year is when he completely snapped. He complained for more targets, and, you know, ever since then, he's been getting them. So you can't go wrong with playing Keenan in, in cash, I don't I don't think. And he, he plays a ton all over the formation, so I don't think that he'll see very much of Patrick Peterson. You know, he'll, nah. they'll be able to clearly shift him into the slot whenever they want to avoid that matchup. So, um, you know, I, I think Keenan's a really good good matchup. Yeah, they'll probably sacrifice Tyrell Williams to Pat Pete for most of the game. Joey, in your opinion, Julian Edelman or Josh Gordon for uh, 600 less? Probably go Julian Edelman just because him and Brady obviously have a better connection than Josh Gordon and Brady. Although, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with playing either. Both are seeing massive target shares, especially with Gronk out. But Gronk is expected to return, I believe. Although he was limited in practice, it's only Wednesday, so you got to wait on that. In terms of the mid-range, we already said we like Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, otherwise, there's not too much that I'm crazy about. Emmanuel Sanders is really cheap this week, but it's a bad matchup. The Steelers cornerback play has actually been pretty good. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey, you know, the, the Giants got torn up by wide receiver ones lately, but Alshon, it's just really hard to trust him with how much the Eagles have been struggling. You know, out out of this like five to six K range, the only two names that really jump off the page to me are uh, Marquise Goodwin because of the matchup. I would play that in GPPs only, not cash. Um, you know, if you were gonna go the Nick Mullins route, I think he'd be a good stack. But um, I also like potentially Doug Baldwin, um, who we finally saw start to come alive last week. Ten targets, seven catches for fifty two and a touch. It was good to see Doug Baldwin, and he's he's cheap for the type of upside we know he has, and. Theoretically, you know, the, the Hawks might have to pass in this game. He had, like you mentioned, he had ten targets. That that's a lot for a for a five point one K receiver. So, you know, if you could get there mentally and play him mentally, you know, yeah, no, I I know what you mean. It's tough. He's been yeah. super inconsistent this year. It's I think it's mostly volume based yeah. though. I don't think it's that he's diminished in skill. It's just that they are literally trying to run it so much. Yeah. And he hasn't been healthy, so... Yeah, they're the number one rushing team, so the receivers are obviously going to gonna have an effect on that. But we we got to find the 4K receiver that, that's going to pop off for 30 points. Yeah. Because it's a, there's always one, and you always need them to win. I don't have the answer yet, because I, I don't know, man. That's, that's the thing about this week is, like, I like some of those 5, 4K running backs, but... The wide receivers, it's tough. It's really tough. Like, I mean, Willie Sneed, I talk about him all the time and never play him, but the dude literally just, like, lights it up. He was the only Baltimore wide receiver who was able to actually maintain value uh, with Lamar Jackson, had eight targets, five for 51. Willie Sneed is basically a 10-point lock and has a ceiling under 15 points, so not something you would really want to consider almost ever. But, I mean, if you really need the salary this week, you could do it, but... I mean, I think there's a much better play on the Ravens team at 4.4K, so you don't really need to go there. <laughs> yeah, receivers are tough this week. You know, I'm not, I'm not seeing much value. If Devontae Parker misses, you could play Kenny Stills in the, uh, you know, return, the return game of Ryan Tannehill. Calvin yeah, Benjamin. Know. 
All right, so tight ends. <laughs> um, no, but any, the, but really though, any interest in going back to DJ Moore at four point six K after he somewhat broke? I mean, not somewhat. He definitely broke out against the Lions last week. But I almost think that that's a testament to how bad the Lions' slot coverage is, as much as it is about DJ Moore. Um, we talked about Moore a lot on the last pod. I think we all agree that he has the future to be, you know, or he has the capability to be a great player in the future. But I wouldn't expect him to have that kind of line. Uh, not in this matchup, and not not so much this year. If you played him last week, props to you. You play you played him on a snap weekend cash, and you got lucky that he scored thirty one points. But you know, play play him at play him every week. You know, and see what happens. Dude says, dude says, props props to you, but you got lucky. <laughs> Jared, any interest in going back to Nelson Aguilar four point one k? Don't ever mention him again. All right, so we can move on to tight end here. Um, I'm going to make a live tweet right now. I forgot to add him to the do not touch list. Yeah, definitely throw it up there. Tight end, though. Cameron Bray is going to be massive chalk. You know, OJ Howard was sent to IR this week, so Cameron Bray, who the Bucks extended with a big contract not too long ago, which was surprising that they drafted OJ Howard. But, you know, just Cameron Bray, he has a good chemistry with Winston. They've played well together. He's only 3.6K. He has a ton of touchdown upside. And Howard's leaving behind almost 12% of the Bucks' target share. I would expect some of that to go to Bray, maybe a bit of it to, you know, spill over to Humphreys. But, I mean, I, at 3.6K, Bray is a more solid play than a lot of the plays we've been playing recently in cash, I feel like. So, I think he's I think he's a great play in cash games, especially at the ownership. It's just like, why fade him? It, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't see any any value in fading him in cash. Jared, who do you who do you like for cash games? I love I love Bray. I'm with you on that. And if I, I really want to play Kittle, but it's yeah, be he's played Bray amazing and matchup. Sail to the chalk. Sail to, to the chalk. chalk. I agree. I actually think that there's some interesting GPP plays. Like for example, the Steelers have gotten decimated by tight ends. We could play Jeff Hireman, who hey, I mean he had he had ten catches just two weeks ago. Um, you know, five targets in week 11, five targets in week eight. Um, you know, th- th- just that that's more of a matchup play. Um, you know, most tight ends we play are going to be, you know, around five targets. So I, I think, you know, 3.4K, it's a good tournament pivot off of Bray. You'll get him at a fraction of the ownership. Yeah, I love Hireman this week. I also love, you know, the Colts tight ends. Can't go wrong with Jack Doyle or Ebron, honestly. You know, Ebron threw up that fat donut last week, so expect him to score like four touchdowns on Sunday. That's that's fair. Only other names I see really worth mentioning, you know, David Njoku. I think he's another good tournament pivot off of Braid. They're all in that same price range. He's 3.8K. His volume has fallen off drastically since, uh, you know, that mid-season run where he was leading the Browns in targets. But, you know, they could definitely look to get him more involved, I think. Um, you know, it remains to be seen whether or not their new offensive coordinator views Njoku as a pivotal piece. So, you know, I would definitely not go there in cash, but we know that the dude is super talented. He's cheap. He's in a good matchup. I like Njoku. And Ertz, of course, is always a, a great tournament play. But, you know, just play Bray and you'll be straight. Play Bray and you'll be straight. I like it. Defenses, we doing the old uh, scroll and roll? Scroll and roll. <laughs> Gotta love it. It's a lock and load strategy every week. I mean, Patriots, defense, you know, lock them in. Yeah, you, you, got the, you got the pick six floor with Sam Darnold. Yeah, honestly. I like the Bills. Yeah, I like the Bills at 2.7. Yeah, I agree. 
at home. Yep, they're in a good spot. Got the Jags. I think you could also look, you know, if you're on the other side of Joey's Giants take, I think the Eagles are decent at 2.4. We know that, you know, at any yep. point the the Eli could completely collapse. I also think at 2.3K, we just saw, you know, Big Ben turn it over, what, like 40 times to the Jags. So, like, you know, Something Denver like at home. Um, I like Denver at home at 2.3 as well as as or a cash play. For the- the Winston blow-up game and uh, play the Niners at 2.3 as well. I love that. But if you want to pay up, I think Baltimore is the play. Yeah, Baltimore or the Jags, honestly. Uh, the Bills just consistently give opposing defenses 20-plus points. I don't know why, man. Maybe it's crazy, but I, I think the Bills off, off of a bye week facing this you know, crumbling Jacksonville team. I, I kind of like, I like the Bills. I think, yeah, I really do. I think they win, or I think they at least keep it close. You guys want to close out the show here with a couple of low-owned stacks that could potentially win a GPP? Oh, yeah, it sounds lit. Very lit. I, w- I would go to a, a Brady, Adelman, Gordon stack, you know, stack the two wide receivers with Brady. I don't think people will pay up for Brady this week. Adelman and Gordon might be popular, but, you know, I think I think there's some – other options that people are going to go to because uh, they're they're relatively close in price so yeah that that's my stack the Patriots stack so shout out to the Patriots interesting yeah I definitely think that'll be low owned uh, what about you Jared I have two I'd either go Philip Rivers Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen which I feel like it might not be too low owned but I mean it's a it's a route I'm willing to go or would, Jake, you, would you bring that back with DJ or Fitz or just DJ? Play? Yeah, DJ's yeah. DJ for now on is a lock every week in GPP for me. He's going mm-hmm. to break out. Or he actually already did break out, but he's going to consistently go up over 20, I feel like, the rest of the year. And then another stack I like is Baker, Njoku, and Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. And there's several people, probably Tyler Boyd, I would imagine you would bring it back with him in that type of stack. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, Tyler. If AJ, like I said, if AJ is guaranteed like at least 80% of the snaps, then yeah, I'm a full on Tyler Boyd. Some solid stackage over there. And for me, I mean, this is pretty easy for. Um, the cheap price of 10.1k on DraftKings, you can lock up about 50 rush attempts with Lamar Jackson and <laughs> Gus the Bus. Um, you know, you can lock up all of the touchdown equity of the Ravens. You know, you got the Bus in there at running back. That's a stone lock in every lineup. And then you just put Lamar Jackson in there at your quarterback position. You get the running back quarterback hybrid, and you sail to the money. Um, enough said. You know, it's not not really worth bringing back with any. Raiders, because they're probably going to get blown out in this game. Just throw the Ravens D in there while you're at it. 3.3K, get contrarian, and, and yeah, enough said. I love it. <laughs> All right, and, and with that, you know, that's going to be it for this week. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at the DFS Dose. You can join our live stream at noon Eastern this week where we will go over all of the last-minute injury news and, and talk a couple of tournament thoughts going right into lock. And we'll be back on Monday with a review show where we recap all of the information from Week 12. So we will catch you guys then. Um, you can follow my personal Twitter at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Joey Carrion underscore. And you know, if you're if you're still listening, we're thankful for your for you for your listening, whatever listening uh, <laughs> ears. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. All right, guys. Um, the bus is boarding. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah.